When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Welcome to a special bonus episode of Bengals and Brews. I am Del Altman, as always, joined by my co-host Derek Davis, the Orange Arrow. We are going to use an NFL mock draft simulator today to do a seven-round Bengals only. So we're not going to sit here and go through every team and be on here for for 24 hours straight or whatever (laughs) that would take. We're going to simulate the rest of the picks. You know, we'll highlight some of the notable Bengal picks. And then we will go from there. But we are using the NFL Mock Draft draft Database Simulator once again. So I'm just going to kind of recap where we're at. And some of the picks that have been made before we get to pick 31 that are notable. Either guys we've been interested in or, you know, like the first one that stands out to me is Jordan Davis. There, I will say the the big, beautiful man that that I loathe. And or love now loathe because he's a Baltimore yeah. Raven. Love to hate real quick to that mm-hmm. on, on that guy. So it has him going to the Ravens at pick fourteen overall. So he's dead to Derek now. The love yeah. affair is over. One, one thing real quick, Chris Olave to the Chargers. That's kind of that's kind of interesting there. And I think a lot of their fans are really like Jameson Williams, and he goes one yeah. pick prior to the Saints, mm-hmm. which I I think both of those would be good fits for the team and the players. Yeah, yeah. And then uh, George Karloff, this is somebody that kind of – see, I never really had him that high, but our our good friend Joe Goodberry kind of talked about him because you never know mm-hmm. – you, you do not know who's going to fall. But mm-hmm. I always thought, you know, he'd go top 20, and now it's starting to look that way again. He goes 18 here to the Philadelphia Eagles. We Baby got hands, hands, Kenny Pickett. <laughs> Baby hands, Kenny Pickett goes 19 <laughs> to the Saints. So the Saints yeah. getting Kenny Pickett and Jamison Williams. I think they would take that. Trevor Penning goes um, at 20 to our Schittsburgh Squillers that we're not huge fans of here at the Bengals and Brews. But they take Trevor Penning instead of someone like Desmond Ritter. So I know that would make our friend Strawberry Ice very happy because we're seeing a lot of Desmond Ritter to the Steelers. A lot of smoke on that one. Mm -hmm. Andrew Booth, corner from Clemson, goes 21 to the Patriots in this mock. Tyler Linderbaum, who everyone thinks is going to be a Cincinnati Bengal, goes 23rd to the Arizona Cardinals. Devontae Wyatt, the defensive lineman three-tech from Georgia, 24. Zion Johnson, left guard from Boston College, 25. Trent McDuffie slides all the way to 27. I would be making a phone call to Tennessee if he's still on the board at 26. You think so? 
I, I would. I mean, you're not moving up that many spots, and Trent McDuffie is a really, really good cornerback. So yeah, but at, at, you're talking if you were the Bengals because I was I was just thinking because they're not going to they, do it. You're right. Right. Yeah. They don't they don't have that many picks to give up. It's the problem. If anything, we're not going to do trades in this simulator. But if anything, yeah. we both talked. We think if anything, they move back. Yeah. Which we had Mo Edgar on our Sunday episode, if you have not seen that yet. And he was talking about, you know, he'd be hesitant to trade back. He could see the Bengals doing it, but mm-hmm. him personally would be hesitant because of that fifth-year option, which I understand, yeah. but that could also be what gets you back a lot of value in return. Yeah. I And I didn't say this on, on the Sunday's episode, but my whole thing with, with the, the fifth-year option is chances are if you get a solid quality player, you're you're paying this player before the fifth year option hits. You know you're you're signing the the new new contract in year three, year four. You know year three if the player's really good, like a Jamar Chase or a Joe Burrow, and then year four if it's you know maybe like a like a, if if a T Higgins was a first round draft pick, I think he would probably be a, a guy that would probably get four years before he got his new contract. Yeah, I just – but I think that's what entices another team to trade up is that fifth-year option. Mm-hmm. Somebody that wants a quarterback. Let's say, you know, because here Desmond Ritter is still on the board. So, yeah. you know, as we as we get – I'll go ahead and recap the last couple picks right before us. Has Daxton Hill, one of Derek's favorites at safety, and Kyer Elam, who a lot of people think could be – which was Moe's pick on our Sunday chat. Um, yeah. He thought Kyer Elam could be the pick at 31. He goes one pick ahead to the Chiefs in this mock simulator. So that's where we're at. Uh, Bengals on the board at pick 31. This would honestly in real life be a good trade down scenario for them because mm-hmm. you still have Desmond Ritter on the board, Matt Corral, if somebody's higher on him, Sam Howe. Those guys are all on the board at quarterback. And a lot of the cornerbacks that they liked have already went. So this would, if the Bengals did trade back, I think this would be that, that one moment where they definitely would feel whatever call that that they get especially if booth or elam was their their main targets that they thought would fall right both those guys are off the board you know right. now you're like uh you know we could still go d line tyler gordon or d line logan hall still yeah. available you know that that's a guy we've talked about quite a bit travis jones perry mm-hmm. on winfrey those guys are available i think logan hall would be the only one you'd be considering at pick 31 but yeah um roger mccrary on this and this he, Mock draft I'm database gonna, is a uh, it's a consensus board, so it has McCreary yeah. clear up at thirty eight. That kind of surprises me. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of McCreary. Um, you know, he might not necessarily have the the arm length that everybody that everybody loves, but if if I was picking here once again, no trade backs, I would probably go uh, McCreary over over Logan Hall if I well, Kyler Gordon's up there, and he fits their profile to a T. Like, I mean, oh yeah, Joe, I forgot Kyler. I yeah, he's ranked he below McCreary, which is not in a lot of places, yeah. but he's ranked forty-six overall. So I'll just kind of recap some uh, spots that you know the Bengals like, and then we'll make our selection. So at corner, if you're probably similar with me, McCreary or Gordon are your two targets at corner with how this mm-hmm. simulator played out. Correct. Yeah. Yeah. Safety, you're probably not looking at anybody, are you, now that Daxton Hill went off the board? If if Daxton Hill's not there, he's really the only guy that I was really interested in. Okay, I'm look, I'll look at Edge because, you know, we can't rule that out. So, 
Boye, Boye Mafe and Ebikini, which Joe Goodberry's been pretty high on. I, yeah. I don't see either of those as must takes at 31. Right. No. Interior O line. Now, this one now, makes me hesitate because Kenyon <laughs> Green. Yeah. That's exactly what I was going to say. Having him available at 20 or at 31 is kind of. Yeah. That's, oh, this, that's, has, this is. Okay. So. This is what the Bengals would do. I don't think that the Bengals are going are going offense first round at all. So I would say um, I would say he's definitely off the board for the Bengals. Right? Yeah. Uh, just and I know Malik Wright has said defense, defense all along. Our, our friend Santori Miles is always saying, you know, you got to believe what Malik's saying out there, and he's saying yeah, defense. Definitely, so definitely. you know, that tells me they're probably going to roll with uh, keeping Ted Karras at center. And they're going to give Jackson Carmen every opportunity to earn the left guard spot. And he'll probably, you know, I could even see him bringing back Quentin Spain. We've talked about that a million times, but it would make sense mm-hmm. to me for, for depth yeah. and competition. So we're ruling out Kenyon Green in this. Really don't leave us with a lot of op- options. We're, that means we're zeroing yeah. in on either our D-line, Logan Hall yeah. from Houston, who I would is say six uh, six, you know, can maybe rest from outside, but definitely comes in, gives you a little three tech juice, and then McCreary mm-hmm. and Gordon at corner. So, and then once again, to- I was going to say once again, leaning back to uh, something Mo said was uh, they. When was the last time they drafted a uh, alignment in the first round? So I would say. 30, I think he said 30 some years at D lineman. Yeah. Was that like yeah, Big Daddy? Exactly. Yeah. Was, well, Justin Smith, yeah, we drafted. So, if I I would say Kyler Gordon would be my pick here. What's your thoughts? If if we were the I'm bank going, uh, yeah. Well, I don't know because that's the thing. Uh, it's to me, it's a coin flip between Gordon and Hall, but I think they probably do value a corner that could be a starter over a guy who might just be rotational after paying BJ Hill. But they run that five man front, so. I wouldn't be yeah. surprised. I'd honestly could flip, flip a coin on this, and I'd be happy either way. But let's go with right. Kyler Gordon, if that's what you're thinking. All right. So we're going to draft Kyler, Kyler Gordon, cornerback from Washington. Yeah, he ran a 4-5, but he plays so much more athletic than that. So Kenyon Green goes off the board literally like two picks later. McCreary off the board at 35. Ebikiti at 37 Ow. to the Texans. Dez did not go. Um, in the first round, then no, and he went 42 overall to the Indianapolis Colts, which would be a great fit. Oh him. man, that would be perfect. And I think I, I can't remember who who was talking the other day, but somebody had mentioned something they were talking to Dez, and they said your ideal spot would be to go to a place like Indianapolis. And he goes, and Dez told him, and he was like, dude, I'm a first round pick. What are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, but I just think to. For him to sit behind a guy like Matt Ryan would be perfect for him. Oh, absolutely. And it'd probably just be one year and then he's handed the keys, you know. And yeah. they always have they have good owner. They yep. they always have a lot of cap space available. So I mean he could really mm-hmm. be set up for a bright future in Indianapolis, I think. We uh well, this is where taking a corner could come back and bite us in the butt. So pick fifty seven. We pick at 63, mm-hmm. the Bengals, Perrion Winfrey. There's your other three-tech pass rush juice off the board. Another guy that played a lot of edge at Texas A&M, but 
I, you know, I think he slides in as a as a D tackle in the pros to Marvin Lill. He goes off the board at 59 to the Packers. At pick 60, yeah. Fedarian Mathis from Alabama, another defensive tackle off the board. So our, our we had a run on defensive tackles right before we picked. I go look at D tackles. We got Zach Carter and Matthew Butler as the top two guys. There's no way in heck I'm taking either of those guys at pick 63. Okay, so here is my my whole thought behind uh, picking cornerback as opposed to Leon Hall. As you know, I am a huge lover and believer of Curtis Brooks, the uh, interior guy from UC. Yeah, but Derek, he's a, he's projected fifth or sixth round pick, but but like that's I what, mean, well, okay, I'm not saying Curtis Brooks. I'm just saying in talks of of Curtis Brooks because. The Bengals do a very good job at finding those interior guys in the later round. So that's that was kind of my whole thoughts on that. Yeah. Well, you're not you're not wrong. And and if they really like him that much, I hope that you know they'd be like fourth round because that's been our sweet spot. That's our Gino, our mm-hmm. Pecco, all those guys is where we've got them. Yeah. You know, fourth yep. round guy. Even going Pat Sims. I mean, the list goes on and on of, of where we've hit in the fourth round. Yeah. On, on yep. defensive linemen. Um, this really didn't play out well for us. If we look at O-line, we've talked about uh, Jamari Salyer before from Georgia. I think he would mm-hmm. be a good competition at left guard after taking yep. the corner. Don't know that I love that. Trey McBride could be in the conversation here at tight end. Greg Dolce, yeah, I was Jeremy say, Rucker, like all those guys are available. No tight end's been taken. Yeah, I was going to say second round, and for me, I think – I just think that's that's the target spot for for tight ends for the Bengals right now. Like like we said, we're picking as what we think the Bengals would do. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I do want to mention one player in maybe, position because he is ranked fiftieth overall, and I honestly I haven't I was, even higher than that on okay. my board. Jaquan I was Brister. just about to say maybe safety. So so we're we're kind of in lockstep here. If uh, I look at Jaquan Brisker's safety, Penn State, like I have him. Close to a, I think, a fringe first round kind of. I was, talent. A, I was a, yep. I was about to say if Brisker's available in the second round, I think you run to the table if you're the Bengals. The only thing, I mean, you're really loading up on secondary, which, and then it's like, okay, so are we basically saying, see you later, Jesse Bates? We're not going to pay you. See, I don't, I don't think we are because, like I, like we said in in previous shows, they they really like that that three safety look, so. I don't think, you know, it's not necessarily saying see you later, Jesse Bates. I think it's just saying, you know, we like that. That's why we had uh, um, whoever, well, what's his name from that we had last year? Help me uh, out on this. That, that retired? Yeah. They brought Ricardo Allen. Ricardo he, Allen, that's it. Yeah. I think that's why they brought in Ricardo Allen because you yeah. know, they wanted to go more of a three safety look. So. So Brisker could be that third safety for that because right now you don't have one. Well, I want to read off his. Pro- I'd say uh, for, based on this board, I mean, it, it, I would be down to pretty much Trey McBride at tight end because I, I, I do think he's a. I, I think I have him on my overall board at thirty fifth, but yeah. I have Brisker like right there too. Like both of those guys are literally fringe first rounders for me, early second. So tight end may hit a need a little bit more. But at the same point in time, I want to read off Brisker's profile for you that I've written down on my notes on him. So he's 22 years old, ran a 44940, 6'1, 203. 
Ideal size, physical, aggressive hitter, fantastic end zone, team leader, which Bengals are big on that. Great against the run, but he he does take some poor angles at times and he needs to diagnose quicker as kind of some negatives. But overall, I mean, that reads like a pretty good profile to me for a player. Yeah. What what's your what was your write up on, on Kyler Gordon real quick? Because I think he was a wasn't he a team leader too? Wasn't he the uh, not not necessarily, but I he ran that four or five, which kind of he's also twenty two years old, six foot two hundred, good athlete. Uh, I, his background is what amazes me. He's been in dance, kung fu, and ballet. Like that's just a oh, impressive yeah. list of things, you know, like and footwork and stuff. So uh, yep. sticky in coverage, fast feet, float hips, which kind of goes along with all those things he did growing up. He's a solid form tackler. Um, needs to be a little more decisive on you know diagnosing the play and jumping the route at yeah. times, but I mean, he can I mean, sit behind Eli Apple and learn and learn stuff like that. But but yeah exactly. I I I I would say Brisker would definitely be the pick here. What's your thoughts? And yeah, and, and see, it's not and no there is no way in the world I thought this is where we'd go. But you know, doing yeah. this consensus board and what became available, I would be down to Trey McBride or Brisker. A lot of people are probably saying, hey just take the take the tight end, take the tight end, but well, just, last time, last time we took a second round tight end, everybody was pissed off at them. So let's, well, let's. <laughs> I really well, and the thing is, I like the depth of the tight ends for later. That's yeah. kind of my. I don't know that another safety. Let, yeah, would, would let's help. See us, which so. tight ends available uh, in round three. So as we go through, we made the pick for Brisker. Trey McBride goes off the board at sixty six to the Lions, so he didn't last mm-hmm. much longer, which I didn't figure he would. We'll see if we see any other tight ends or D-linemen, which the D-line Bryant, class is, is not Kobe good. Bryant went at 75th overall. So for to the for Kobe Bryant fans, yeah. Yep. Cam Taylor Britt, I know a lot of people. At were, 83, yeah. Yep. A lot of people like Cam at corner. If we don't go first round, he could be an option even in, as early as the second. Yep. Isaiah likely, likely goes at 92. Yep. That's kind of surprising, but, so, but man, that leaves. Yeah, that's why you skip on Trey McBride. Yep. Exactly. You still have Greg Dolchich, and I'm personally a fan of, of Jeremy Ruckert over Dolchich. But I know, man. My whole thing on it is I just – it might be the highest state bias in me coming out because I'm just sitting here thinking I know he's better than what he's shown. You know what I mean, and and maybe that's yeah. just me being an Ohio State fan saying, you know, this is this is my. Uh, and there's no wide receivers I love here. Justin Ross is the highest rated one. Romeo uh, Dubs from Nevada, um, Velas Jones, Danny Green. Those are more fourth. I don't want to take a wide receiver earlier. Yeah, in this. real real quick. Where did where did Alec Pierce go to? Because I just noticed when you clicked on wide receivers, he wasn't on the, the list yet. Or has he not went yet? Uh, he. I can look. They might not have him rated as high. No, he's off the board, it says. But uh, if we look at D-line real quick, because I'm trying to find yeah. that, the highest rated player is Matthew Butler. I still feel it's around too early. He's a, he's a three-tech type guy that could give you some pass rush juice. John Ridgeway, Haskell Garrett. I mean, Ridgeway's a bigger guy. Neil Farrell, bigger, uh, more of a nose tackle. 
I don't what, love any of those. Like I, was, I, I like Pierce went to the Cleveland Browns at pick seventy eight. Give me a freaking break. That's the last thing I want to see because they definitely need receiver too, and that that honestly, as being a Bengal fan and not trying to be biased, that was a perfect pick for Alec Pierce. And yeah. I hate I hate to say that, but but um, I could easily yeah. wait on tight end uh, fourth fifth round because there's guys I like, but I'm not passing up. I I really really like Greg Dolchich and Jeremy Ruckett. They're top, yeah, both solid second round guys. We're here at the end of the third round. They're staring us in the face. So yeah. I think we got to go with say, one of them. I would say we the might make people would probably would probably pick Ruckett uh, over Dolchich in in my opinion because. They just had him at their their little uh, hometown he, he pro day or whatever. Talk to Mike Brown that. in person. Yeah. Yep. Dolchich go. We pick. We pick uh, Jeremy Rucker. Dolchich literally comes off the board like two picks later. So yep. they're very similar rated guys. I don't think I would be happy with either one in the third round. We're gonna go oh, yeah, with definitely. Jeremy Rucker on this one. But guess what? If it went the other way, we would be just as thrilled. Mm-hmm. Alex Wright to the Browns. That's a guy you've liked from UAB. Like his body mm-hmm. size, he's raw, but as a pass yeah. rusher. Yeah. Velas Jones to the Ravens. I don't love that for us either because that was a guy <laughs> I liked yeah. as a returner, you know, especially. He's a very good yeah. return man. Did I just see uh, Thayer Munford go off the board? Uh, Darian Kendrick Thayer Munford went to the yeah. Tampa Bay at Tampa 133. Bay. Okay. A lot of receivers, Bo Melton, who we talked about, Tyquan Thornton, who ran like a 4-3, Danny Gray, yeah. who's a solid receiver. So big run on receivers right before we pick here in round four. If I look at receivers, now, see, no, there's is, no one there. There's no Kyle Phillips. No. There's there's is the highest player. There is nobody at wide receiver. Yeah, I was going to say this is right here is where I would pick a um, – uh, Curtis Brooks or, or a guy like that in the fourth, fourth, fifth round. Um, Let's look at interior O-line real quick. So Donovan West, Justin Schaefer, Lasita Smith, nothing, nothing great. But then again, like Justin Schaefer yeah. from Georgia, Donovan West. I mean, those might be projects, guys that you bring in to compete at left guard. Wouldn't be the worst thing. Haskell Garrett yeah. would Haskell be Garrett under a little more. Board. Yeah, wow. would be a little more consideration because he does have some yeah. interior pass rush, but I mean, it's he's not going to give you a whole lot. Yeah, he he was one guy that he's just I don't know what it was going what two years ago. Everybody was thinking that he was going to be a, a big like a top first second round talent, and he just yeah. didn't. The next couple of years, he didn't show it. I don't know what well, happened it, with that, but it was this year. If he would have came out, he should have probably went ahead and came out last year instead of returning. Yeah, that's when he yeah. had his big season, and. uh but I don't know. Cornerbacks, I'm not seeing anybody to double down with either. Uh, safeties um, like JT Woods. If we wouldn't about, have taken uh, Brisker, JT Woods would be in the conversation. Yeah. But, I'd love to say, what about that safety from, from UC? Uh, he's off the board. Is he off the board? What is it Connor Cook or? No, gosh, I can't think of his name off the top of my head. I can't think of his name either, but. But I think he he went a little ways back, so yeah, okay. Well, anyway, um, yeah, I was just uh, thinking. D, we still need D line based on needs and yeah, or interior O line, you know, to compete. Round, what about 
a return specialist. That's it's what, really what's your thoughts on 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 somebody there. Is there anybody available that you think would have that? No, whether it be a corner that, or a that, wide receiver. That run, I don't see anybody at corner, and that run on wide receivers. That's what I was saying. Like yeah. that. That was that was several guys right there that I would have been interested in as return guys, like a Bo Melton. A, you yeah. know that literally just went at pick one thirty one, and we're up at one thirty six. Yeah, like uh, Velas Jones went at one twenty eight. You know, the, both of those guys were like guys I would have had huge targets on. So if they're there in real life, I think you know, hey, this is around where you'd want to take them as a with our fourth round pick one thirty six. And this simulator, yeah. they're off the board though, so you got to pivot. You got to find something else. Yeah. Um, D line. I'm looking at Haskell Garrett. I would say. I'm, I would I'm say, looking at Thomas yeah. Booker from Stanford. Derek. He's another guy that can give you some pass rush. Um, your guy. I got to see how far down we got to scroll to even see Curtis Brooks at 355 overall in the yeah. consensus big board. I was about to say uh, on this consensus big board, he probably we could probably draft him in the seventh round, but um, I would be okay with with. Brooks or Garrett here, what, whatever you think. Or do you got, I mean, we're kind of cheating in a way, we gotta, but we know, we, know say, we can we get gotta, Brooks later. So, yeah, um, we got to think, we got to think what the Bengals would do here because do you, in your honest opinion, do you think Curtis Brooks in the NFL, every 32 team, like their big board, do you think he's that late? I don't, but I don't think he's fourth round either. I don't think he would be above Haskell Garrett, in my opinion, either. So, yeah. So, let's let's pivot and let's go interior O line. Let's just yeah. go. Donovan West has played some center and some guard, I believe. So they like that guys that can do a little bit I of would, both. Yep. So additional versatility that would be ideal. Let's go, Donovan West from yep. Arizona State. So some interior O line. And and this may be you may be to this point in the draft where you're like, okay, this the D line hasn't worked out. Hey, Larry O, you want to come in for a physical and maybe we can talk some contract numbers if you're mm-hmm. if you're looking healthy because yep. you know you haven't nabbed the three tech you wanted and and maybe you go ahead and bring him back. Yeah, I, I mean I would be okay with it. I mean, me too. There's Jalen Weidemeyer, who we always talk about going at 157, who tested really. Well, he and that's the thing. He somebody could talent wise round five. That's where you you know you take a risk because. And I said second round. What the fuck was I thinking? <laughs> <laughs> well, I wasn't even giving you a hard time about that. I was yeah, just saying no. he's a guy who, like Joe Goodberry, will say, you know, he's off the board. Yeah. You can't draft and, him based on this and, running his forty like five one. Yeah, and the funny part is Emory Hunt. That's one of his my guys is, is wide yeah. I'm still not seeing anything in wide receiver that would have me wanting to pick one. Not not for what we need. Uh, yeah. Look at corners. Damari Mathis, I mean, he's kind of fell, and I've heard his name some. He could, But, man, we've taken a corner and safety with our first two picks. I, I don't know. That's tough. I could yeah. see them taking another corner, but if they went with their first two picks. I would, like, See, I think if they're going to double up on any position, I think it would be – I would say, I would say it have to be, um, it have to be interior de- defense. Yeah. Or or defense in general, defensive line in general. Maybe they 
they don't double up, but maybe they, maybe they take an edge in a yeah. Uh, three let's take let's look like at that. the edges. We got Michael Clemens from Texas A and M, Amari Barno from Virginia Tech, Tyreek Smith, Ohio State. Those are kind of your top three available. Yeah. I don't. Michael Clemens ain't bad. They got him ranked one forty seventh overall. We're picking at one seventy four here. Yeah. So like yeah, we haven't taken. We haven't taken a D lineman yet because we haven't liked any of the D tackles, but maybe we do need to address line. And I'm looking at Clemens and then, you know, Punk God. Is this the range for Punk God round five? You know, I'm not drafting Matt or either. I'm sorry. Okay. I, I'm not a, I'm not a, a draft a punter fan, but, but a tight end I like. I know we already took our guy, but Cole yeah. Turner. See, this is why I'm hesitant to take somebody. I really, really like Cole Turner from Nevada, but I'm not going to yeah. double down. Because uh, I don't think the Bengals would do that. They still have Drew Sample, Hayden Hurst. They still brought back Mitchell Wilcox. I don't think there's enough roster spots for a second one. So, and for those that, that absolutely love him, they still have the uh, I can't remember his name now. Oh, Thaddeus Moss. That, yeah, Thaddeus Moss. They still yeah. have him. Let's go ahead and take Michael Clemens if you're good with that edge rusher from yep. Texas A&M. Yep, I'm good with that. Because it, like you, what made me think that is you said you know. You probably need to double down on on D line. So, yeah, yeah. we now we're so in the maybe, range. Let's look at maybe, D tackles next, right off the rip. I'm gonna say Curtis Brooks is still available. So that's, that's well, I know he's available, but maybe we pick somebody else. There goes Cole yeah. Turner, my my tight end. Went off smoke, around smoke Monday. I love that guy. <laughs> I just for the name. Alone. Yeah, that's what everyone says. Yeah. Ravens go with running back Devontae Price in this. They got the Browns coming up. Let's see what they go with. A pick 202. We go with Chase and Hines, who's a guard from LSU. And we are almost back up. Cade Mays goes at pick 205 for Cade Mays fans from Tennessee, a versatile offensive lineman. We're on the board at pick 209. A guy I like here is Kalia Davis from UCF yeah. that can provide some pass rest juice. But but you know, I'm usually outruling you on the American. Draft, I was about to say, if you're going to American so, Athletic Conference, you're not taking a UCF player over over a UC player in my. So I, I gotta take Curtis Brooks because <laughs> you just you've been wanting to pick him for like three rounds. So I'll yeah, take I him. Lo- I just I'm love him. I just Curtis Brooks. He just has all the intangibles. I think that they that they like. As that just means that just means that if there's a guy I want now, then I get to make the next selection. <laughs> Are you going to pick the punt god now? <laughs> <laughs> you read my mind when I said that, didn't you? You knew exactly I what I was saying. I knew, I'm like, I knew. <laughs> here's a little Curtis Brooks. Now let me get get the guy I want, which yeah. I like Drew Chrisman, you know, and they still may bring back uh, Huber if they, you know, if they want yeah. to and have a competition. Like I there's just, nothing wrong with that. Yeah. And they but, might go to three man competition because right now it's sixth, seventh round. You're, seventh you're round. Yeah. Sixth and seventh round. You're 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 picking guys that, that you want to have first first like what do they call that? The the letter of first refusal or whatever that is. Yeah. Uh, this is for our friend Jake Lesko. Jake Lesko, yeah. I think, even would pick Matariza in the seventh round, just so people yeah. would shut up. So Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but but that's the whole thing with these are the kind of the kind of guys that you that you want as undrafted free agents, but you want to get them before anyone else does. So that's yeah. why you're picking. And for the seventh round pick, I'm going to go ahead and say I'm trading back one spot so I can get Mister Mister Underrated, Mister Relevant, or Mister Relevant. That's it. 
well, what one position we didn't take, and then, well, we'd have to trade down a few spots. It looks like to get that, but uh, we didn't take wide receiver. We haven't taken a wide receiver, which hurts because I think we're gonna have to. Like that's a big complaint. I will say. Uh, let's go ahead and give him that. Samare Torre. He ran. Uh, can't remember if it's four three or four four Nebraska, and then they had him in for a visit and everything else. You know, yeah. maybe a guy they're thinking they can get as an undrafted free agent, but. When you're picking at 252 in a 262 player draft, well, why not go ahead and take the guy? Like they've got him rated 251. We're picking at 252. Boom. You yep. know, there you're matching need, value, everything. Overall consensus board ranking. So we'll put him in. That way we do at least get a receiver. But I think in real life they'll get somebody earlier than seventh round. Yeah. So we're talking. We're talking about the uh, sixth, seventh round players. So this is a mock draft, but I do have a question as far as what do you think they would address for their um, for the, the the players that as the wind's picking up on me? Yeah. Um, hey, we made it this far, so we're through the draft yeah, I know. portion of the show. So I yeah. just want to recap our selections. And then, you know, we've gone uh, under 40 minutes, so, you know. Yeah, I was, I was just going to say, what are some players that you would look at for your, your free agency calls? For for undrafted free agents? I didn't get to right. see a list of who still was available, to be honest with you. It clicked off of there, so I really couldn't just give you but, the names off okay, the top of so, my head. Okay, so based on our picks that we've Positions? Picked, what, yeah, position-wise, what would you target? Another corner or two yeah. to bring in the camp because we only picked one in Kyler Gordon. Mm-hmm. So a hundred percent I'm looking at corners and making offers for whatever corners I like or had in for a visit and think that could do something. Um, uh, offensive lineman, you got to bring somebody in cause we only drafted one interior line. You got to bring in, you always bring in like offensive tackle. Cause even if it fills out your depth on the practice squad. So yeah. We didn't draft one. You want to get an offensive tackle, you bring in as an undrafted free agent. A corner, um, a quarterback, you always want to bring in, have some quarterback bodies in camp. So you might, mm-hmm. you're going to bring in a quarterback from somewhere, you know, to at least give you some some reps in camp and to maybe preseason. Jake, Jake Browning some some run. Yeah. <laughs> so that that's probably my biggest positions that I, you know, I would see them bringing in based yeah. on what we did in our draft. To recap, we went Kyler Gordon, pick 31, cornerback from Washington. This was one where we probably would have traded down, but not doing trades, we were down to Kyler Gordon or Logan Hall, the defensive tackle from Houston. Mm-hmm. That was a coin flip to me. I would have been good yeah. with either one, still will be. And Thursday. honestly, Trey, Trey McBride was a, a, a – or not Trey McBride, but uh, um, McCreary was available as well. I would be okay with him at – he would be in the conversation as well. Yeah. And but it's almost even more reason why you would risk trade the down. trade down because you yeah. got two guys that they're probably pretty high on. So if you're only yeah. trading down five or six spots, I mean you're gonna be sweating it. Does both mm-hmm. of them go off the board? But yeah, but that's but a risk got, you take if you're gonna get right. an extra like third round pick this year and an extra second or third next year, you know, to trade yeah, down. It's definitely. like you've got to consider it. Definitely. So we and then Trey McBride, you're kind of jumping ahead on us because that was our our big question yeah. for pick sixty three yeah. in the second round. 
We had Jaquan Brisker, who surprisingly fell to 63. Like, mm-hmm. I really don't see that happening, but you never know. Hey, nice fall. You never Exactly. Yeah, Trey McBride, and, uh, though, there was no tight ends off the board. Yep. Trey McBride was available. Jeremy Ruckert was available. Um, Dolchich. Dolchich. There was a lot of guys that were They available, were all available. So, no one had been yeah. taken. So that yeah. was the reason we went ahead and went with Brisker. We took the best player available approach. Yeah. You know, yeah. we took who we thought was the best player available, Jaquan Brisker. And, and not necessarily a pick to to usurp or take over um, Jesse Bates' role. Just like we said, this, the guy third that safety, that, still that third safety role, and and we went from there. Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't see nothing wrong with the pick. I think it's a good, solid pick. Yep. Um, then – in the third round, which is kind of why we felt okay skipping Trey McBride, we were we still had both Dolchich and Ruckert yeah. on the board. So we went Ruckert. It's just I like his upside. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I, I like his ability to also block a little more than Dolchich. And, yeah, yeah he's not going to be main blocking, but, you know, Dolchich, yeah, might have a little bit more explosiveness. But if you go watch some of mm-hmm. just put in Jeremy Ruckert highlight catches, you'll see several. Yeah. Like, he didn't have a ton of production because they don't throw to the yeah. high end. Several one-handed catches. And, I mean, the guy shows incredible talent. And this this might be a thing where we we took maybe the projection over the the actual tape or the actual stats yeah. that this, these guys have had. But For sure. I, just, I, I think that record has a higher ceiling. I do too, and I don't think you could have went wrong with either of those picks. Either now, one, right. I, I like our first three rounds. What we're missing is a D lineman. It didn't really get any yeah. better unless you love Curtis Brooks like Derek, who we got a little <laughs> bit later. But I, yeah. I really don't love what we did the rest of the draft, but this is why. like, This is a consensus big board. This is how it could play out. There was no guys I loved in the fourth round that were available. We ended up going interior O-line Donovan West because he can play a little center and left guard. You need some more competition in those spots, I think. So yeah. you had to get somebody. Don't necessarily love the player it ended up being, but that's about what was there. Yeah, and I mean, in my opinion, right there, that Donovan Donovan West is is them kind of saying, okay, we we believe in Jackson Carmen, we believe in Deontay Smith, which they were talking Deontay Smith. Um, but we need a body, was, you know. We need another right, body, but, right? So we're going to – we're basically just a camp body to uh, – Well, not even that. He'll he'll be – he'll make the roster because he can play center because I'm not convinced well, that Trey Hill be in your, your backup center. Like, yep. that's that's why I like the West pick because he play you know, he's projected to be a center and yeah. has some guard versatility. So I think he can make the roster and, like, I just don't love Trey Hill. So yeah, may take his roster spot. Michael Clemens yep. at edge. We we kind of wanted to get somebody on the D line because we're to mm-hmm. the fifth round and didn't have anybody. So yep. he's an edge rusher from Texas A and M. Then Derek, you know, like, in. couldn't I wait mean, any longer. We had to go yeah. Curtis Brooks. <laughs> yep. Tell us what you like about Curtis Brooks so much, Derek. I just honestly his explosiveness, his his ability to to um, do the dirty work, and, and more or less, I mean. They was talking to uh, um, Dave Lapham was talking to Luke Fickle, the, Luke Fickle on the the Dave on his podcast in the trenches, in the trenches podcast exactly, and and uh, Luke was saying 
Coach Fickle was basically saying that this guy basically does anything that you want him to do. He does the dirty work. So, and that's kind of the the kind of player I think we need for a uh, rotational three tech. Well, he tested well, there. right? Like, and like it was like he, he tested really well. So, I I personally don't think he lasts to the fifth, sixth round, but. That's why you were considering him in like the as early as the fourth. I, and I was honestly, considering him in the fourth round. Yeah. Here's the thing: where did we get Geno Atkins, Derek? Fourth round. Okay, so if we got Geno in the fourth, and I know early in the process, like man, there's no there's no real comparison for Geno Atkins and like his athleticism and this, that, and the other. And then you start hearing about Curtis Brooks, and it's like, well, he may be the closest one. So. I can see your argument for why you may take a guy like that, but you better be sure because, you know, (laughs) if a lot of other teams think he's a sixth, seventh round pick and you take him in the fourth, you're taking some risks there. But that's why, that's why these scouts get paid and these coaches get paid. So if he's a player on the rise and they like him, Hey, I'm all for it. Yeah. And my whole thing is, is when, and I I don't know if, if, if teams look at, at this way or not, but I don't worry about where I, what other people value the the player. Kind of like the whole Drew Sample thing. If if the Bengals valued him as a second round pick, then that's what they valued him as. But I'm I'm to the point now to where I trust the Bengals and trust their process and trust yeah where they value players. Which so. to go back to our conversation with Mo, you know, I was saying that first year when the and when they drafted Drew. Like, yeah. our coaches, you know, Zach was coming off the Super Bowl. We were just putting together a staff. Like he said, yeah. the first time they met was at, like, the Combine. The, some mm-hmm. of the coaching staff that, that didn't even know each other. So, I think they're so much more in sync, The you know, Duke Tobin and the coaching staff and everybody. Because our last two drafts, I mean, yeah, we're picking first overall of every round. And we're picking fifth yeah. overall of every round. But still, we, we hit players throughout that draft that has made an impact, played – you know, made the team in the last two drafts. So I I, I trust them too. Like, I think they're all yeah. on the same page. Let's go yeah. ahead and recap our last two picks. Since you got your guy, I got to go with my guy, <laughs> the punt god, Matt Areza. Yeah. So uh, I just – and, hey, he works out or he don't. Plus, what I like yeah. about him is he, he wants to be a kicker too. So, yes, we have Evan McPherson. Not saying to replace him. I'm yeah, saying – Yeah, we have kick god. Heaven forbid anything happen, and you needed a well, reason I mean, to come he, in and he, and yeah. make a kick or something. You've got that. Like that's that's not a bad thing to have. So exactly. And I was going to say, um, he he pulled pulled his wiener last year, right? Pulled his wiener. <laughs> pulled his groin last year. Didn't yeah, he? he had a little injury. Yeah, the, at one yeah. point. Um, so you have something like that, and you've got a guy that you that you value as as highly as they do. Uh, McPherson, you can say, "Hey, you know, take a week off." And yeah. normally with kickers, you can't do that. So no. I can I can see the matter eyes of uh, love, honestly. Well, it's seventh round. You know, a lot of yeah. times those guys are going to practice squad or get scooped up by Next somebody round. else. Or no, we had two seventh round picks. Oh yeah, so Areza and uh, and we went with our last pick. We hadn't had a wide receiver, so we went Samore Torre from Nebraska. Yeah. The Bengals have had him in on his visit. He tested well yeah. and never ran well. So a guy, I don't know. I I don't know how much returnability this guy might have, but it's a guy that maybe you make the team yeah. based on your special teams ability and stuff like that. Yeah. There's nothing wrong with exactly. that at this point of the draft. 
And and basically with with that pick, you're basically just picking a guy that that you want in as a undrafted free agent, but you want to make sure that you get those guys. And we we've seen them. Who right. was the the one player they did uh, a couple years ago? I I think they even had a video about it. Like they wanted this guy as a undrafted free agent, but they wasn't sure that that he would pick them. So they yeah. was like, you know what? And I they just remember. went ahead and drafted him. I can't remember. I think it was the quarterback. Was it was it might have been Jake Dolagala. What what year did they No, he him? went he went undrafted. Jake Dolagala, oh, okay. the quarterback. Okay. They got him in as an undrafted guy. But a lot of times they are sweating that. You know, you're sweating that seventh yeah. round, like, oh, okay, and you're already these guys are already on the phone. Like sometimes mm-hmm. the players get mad because they're like, Hey, I want to go here and the next day they see <laughs> yeah. their name pop up and they did, they were like, I'd rather <laughs> go pick where I want to be at the, at the seventh round. You know? Right. So yeah. yeah. All right, man. Well, we're going to drop this episode at some point throughout the week. I, I don't want to say date because who knows? We might drop it <laughs> earlier than we think. We, we just never yep. really know. So, But we're yeah. excited for the draft this Thursday, Friday and Saturday. So uh, filling in some depth pieces and hopefully got some some more Bengals yep. to talk about next week on, on our recap show next Saturday. Yep. Absolutely. I was going to say Saturday we'll be talking with uh, Sanitary Miles, possibly talking – on location with Anthony Cazenza, he, there's a very good chance that he might be at the draft. Um, and then uh, a couple other people as well, including uh, Mike. What does what Jake, Jake Lisko always say? Mike underscore San Santagana or something like that. I can't remember yeah. how exactly he but, says it. But, but Bengals Sands, we're not sure Bengals if he can Sands. make it yet or not. He's going to yeah. let us know. So we don't want to advertise that he'll be here yeah. for sure. We don't know. Yeah. But uh, a Anthony said, you know, he should be good to go, even if he's in Vegas, and Santori should be good to go. And as always, your co-host, Derek Davis, the Orange Arrow, and myself, Dale Altman. Um, yeah. We should be good to go, right? Yeah. We never know either sometimes. But. Yeah, yeah, exactly. All right. Who day? Who day? Who day?